0: We have this wild, unruly place that we all bob in and out of every single day that impacts every aspect of our lives, from our relationship to our money, to our relationship to people, to how we work, how we think, how we communicate, and we do not spend enough time understanding what effect that has on us, but we also don't really openly talk about what we're consuming online in real life. There are only a handful of people that will tell me the corners of the internet they're spending time on. And I think enough recent history has shown us we need to have these conversations because this technology has permeated our life. Yeah. There's ways in which it improves our lives, but it is also ruining my brain <laughs> and breaking my heart. Yeah. And I have a newfound hobby of looking at trees because I spend so much of my life looking at a screen. December 2020, I was like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Sharing ideas about our relationship to the World Wide Web and just letting people listen to the sound of my voice because for whatever reason, y'all like it. And then being online started to feel different for me then. I was living alone, we were like, almost a year into the pandemic. And I had this combined feeling of digital exhaustion. I did not want to be online anymore. I did not want to be on Instagram. I did not want to be on Twitter. I didn't want to be on Slack, but also like it was this resource of keeping me alive, keeping me connected to people that I really deeply loved, whether they lived in the same city as me or lived in a completely different country. People that I have connected on at this almost like spiritual level. They speak the same languages or hold the same value in these different categories of life. I am Melissa S. a cultural ethnographer, creative Mm -hmm. strategist, community leader. And my new thing is to say, I am a woman of so many talents that I am still discovering them. I'm now a podcast host with you. And who are you? Uh,
1: I'm Paul Lodden. I am a founding partner of a creative agency called Sister Mercy. Uh, I am a former, I guess, current sociologist. I started my career in academia and I studied digital culture throughout from the late 90s starting like where I got really interested in message board culture and uh, Video game clans and a lot of this other stuff all the way through to uh, The dawn of the social media era and then now beyond Where when I heard about closing my tabs and where I felt like we could collaborate on this was like I'm very interested in the kind of hybrid Real world, digital world, and the ways in which um, I've always long thought that the that the main objective of the internet and the things that happen on the internet socially were to impact the real world, right? Mm-hmm. And that a long time we thought about the internet as its own place that wasn't real. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you've been studying the internet and digital culture over the last, you know, twenty years you can see the impacts it's having on like reorganizing even just like our everything from our politics to our relationships, right? Yeah, 100%. We're like, we're all now mediating each other through screens.
0: This was fueled by my personal desire and fantasy to see everyone's YouTube search history. Yes. I think that is one of the most intimate acts you can intentionally or unintentionally share with someone and I it started... the, it's
1: the true window into the soul is the YouTube search history.
0: Right? Yeah, like what are you saving on Instagram? One time I on my personal Instagram, I basically asked anyone who was willing to send me a screenshot of what of their saved folder and I would upload it and I would tag who they were with consent. So you could see how different certain people in my life were, where like some people were all about food and restaurants and they'd have all these different spots saved. And it was meant to be your main folder, not your categorized. Yeah. Then I have a lot of like designers and, um, you know, animation artists in my orbit. So there, there was feeds that were just like motion design, 3D rendering or typefaces. And then there was mine, which was like very lifestyle inspirational like the women i aspire to maybe like scenic scenic imagery of cities and countries i wanted to visit
1: yeah
0: and my one friend responded so you're really into blonde women eh and i was like oh like i hadn't even (laughs) realized how much i'd internalized that as like some sort of like beauty or like sexual standard for womanhood yeah and ever since then any time I open up a moment of dialogue to kind of see what people are looking at online. It's been fascinating. If you like ask people to show you their Instagram ads, how much it's tailored to your behavior, but also like how much it gets wrong or how much it can teach you about being a man or a woman. I have this one friend named Adrian who showed me his TikTok ads. Yeah. And um it was <laughs> It was unlike anything I'd ever seen. Honestly, I felt bad for men if this is like how they're being targeted. But it was kind of like those, like the, the underwear that you could put on to um, have like a, a fake butt.
1: Yeah.
0: To, to like flatten your belly to have like like yeah. abs underneath your shirt.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of ads right now for um, style, like stylish big men. And I'm seeing a lot of versions of, like, the perfect t-shirt to hide your gut. Yeah. So I'm seeing that a lot, right? And then hymns, which is, yeah. like, uh, male pattern baldness, cure, whatever, like, treatment. I'm not sure what it is, but, um, yeah, that's, like, all, all, every every ad I get on on Instagram and TikTok seems to be a new way to try to, like, <laughs> make me feel insecure about something new, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: it it teaches us so much about not just our own identities and like search patterns and behaviors but what like society or brands or ads or these platforms think of us and and how we should exist or what we should be interested in and spend our money in and so any way that i can glean more of that yeah i want to and that's that's kind of the heart and soul of where this idea came from People, like, they don't put their phones away when they're having conversation in the present moment. They're like, the phones are on the table, the, the screens are facing upwards, and you're seeing the notifications pile up. And I think pre-pandemic, that felt a lot, like, it felt different for me at least. I wouldn't have had the audacity to be, like, texting in the middle of a meeting in the way that I do now
1: from our conversations like you've better habits than i do in terms of like setting yourself boundaries of when you're online and when you're offline like to me i'm just like all it's all consuming sometimes you know like i just i'm online i like i like to read what everybody is doing and thinking and i find this emergence of a online social or a social place i'm not talking like social media i'm talking about in the true like assemblages of people
0: question for you is and this touches on why it's taken me so long to launch this thing that I've I've wanted to do for so so many moons is my relationship with being online has changed a lot since the pandemic and yeah, I'm curious yeah. to hear how being online has felt for you lately in any time frame that comes to mind like it can be this week last month the last three years and we,
1: we were actually talking about this recently like you leave your house right you go to work and you do all of this stuff right and because my job is mostly online now um, I think there's been a the last two three years is the first time in my life where I've started to feel like more online like myself online is somehow realer than my myself offline right so I'm I, I think I noticed for a, recently that, like, it's like if you're doing, like, deep, do you know, like, deep sea divers that dive with, like, free diving? They don't have any equipment, and they're just going deep as they can, and I've seen some videos where they look up at the at the surface of the ocean, and it gets darker and darker the deeper that they get. Mm-hmm. And then they got to watch that because they've got to swim back up with enough air not to die, right? Yeah i think for the first time i think i turned around recently and looked back up and it was just dark like i just too far (laughs) um but at the same time it's like because there's so much more happening online i think because a lot of like even this i'm counting as online right where where we've met each other a handful of times in real life for the most part our conversations are online right this counts this is social this is a one to one social media that we're recording this through Google needs, right? Uh, and this is how my day is from basically the moment I get wake up till I tune out things or uh, as I get more and more tired, right? Just a weird way to live your life, I think. And I've been terminally online for years, but it's starting to, for the first time in a while feel problematic.
0: This podcast is, is, um, to be discovered what it what it is and isn't about but ultimately it is a free flowing exchange of ideas and thoughts about being online our relationship to the internet and the way in which that has come to like shape reshape and change every aspect of being a human being in modern society like i don't want to overly define it because i think part of why it never came to fruition before was one, I didn't have a collaborator who, I didn't have a collaborator. And then I found someone who's just as jazzed about this stuff in in the same way I am. Um, but there's, there's like other elements to it that I want to explore beyond like finding people's search histories or um, talking about the way that it shapes society.
1: Yeah, I love that. I think that's kind of what I was, I'm excited to talk to people about what they're excited about. And for us to like look behind the curtain of the way that people's history is online and their, what they're looking at, I think it's exciting.
0: I agree. There's this one meme out right now <laughs> on tiktok and it's like y'all already know who it is it's Topher. have you seen tofer
1: no who's oh, tofer
0: okay. Topher is like some like chaotic kid from some like southern state i'll have to send you the meme but like every if,
1: if that's not yodel kid
0: no no oh. it's like it's like a bunch of kids being like um like they pass around a phone and they're like, Who at this dinner? Actually, their parents, I think their parents are involved too. They're like, who, who at this dinner is going to be like a problem? And like, the first kid's like, I nominate Topher. And then the next kid's like, I nominate Topher. And then Topher comes and he goes, Y'all already know who it is. It's Topher. I nominate <laughs> Olivia. <laughs> Y'all already know who I am. Um, my name's Topher and I thank Olivia.